I'm Yoni. Thank you. And welcome back to Everything's Fine with Georgia. And Yoni. And Yoni's here, too. Yoni's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's all about finding balance, even though we have none to start with. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's been about a month since we've seen each other. Right. Right. What's been going on in your world? I, I mean, you know, well, uh, probably the funniest thing is starting to sell frozen drinks on the beach. Mm. Yeah. There was a... Uh, I had... The spring I had two jobs and then uh, went down to one job and then, which was supposed to be enough and it wasn't and then, just uh, started. I was hanging out with some friends at the beach. One of my friends was like, "You know what? These people got to be making some money." You know, started talking about it and then I was like, the idea filled up and I was like, "Let's do this." Yeah. So, bought some little slushy bags from Amazon and mm. made some daiquiris and froze and and um, mm-hmm. margaritas the first time. Kind of kept switching it up. Second time, it's uh, like a cucumber, basil, vodka, lemonade thing. Hey. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I'm out there, you know, the first white dude to sell beverages on the beach. <laughs> you know, that probably isn't Serbian. You're, so, you're <laughs> such a pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breaking ground. You are. It's known as a glass ceiling, even though it's a sandy floor. Yeah, well, but glass is made from sand, there you so go. there's a whole like it's yep. a full circle thing. Yep, I get. I'm smart. Mm. If, if you didn't know, um, sand is made of silica. I think. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And then silica. You, uh, listen, right. I think it's possible that it's not. What is silica? Not silicone. A mate- not silicone. Not okay. silicone, and not silicon either. <laughs> silicon is different than silicone. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yep, science. Silicon just sounds like fake silicone. No. See, this is why science is important, people. To have, <laughs> to have these kinds of very important conversations. Now, hold on. I beg to differ. <laughs> you white men, don't you ever start begging about nothing. Don't beg to differ. White. Don't the beg only up. thing white men can beg for is differ. <laughs> white men don't never beg for nothing else, man. Don't, don't shine. Right. Get back. Um, and salvation. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> salvation. Wow. Said the person who doesn't believe in anything. That's what I said. So you consider yourself agnostic? Atheist? What do you consider yourself? Well, I mean, just to just to lean into the whole comment I was making before we started about Jews being mm. the most stubborn people on earth. Um, I don't really think I'm either one of them. Mm. I'm just a person who doesn't believe in God. Um, that you know, setup says, well, then you're an atheist, you know? Well, well, I would ask, I've learned to ask questions. I wouldn't say this right. Right, as so much as I would say, oh, right. so it sounds like like classical atheism. That's what that sounds Got like. Got you. And in my, I guess it's more that I don't care whether I am in one or I'm considered in the other. It's not like I feel like that would misidentify me mm-hmm. because it's about belief. Mm-hmm. It's not about um, my skin color, my, my something that I... I it's not, it's not about something that people see and use on me, I guess is how I feel. Like, religion is used on people in terms of persecution for a long time, but maybe just because we live in this country. Re- no, religion has killed more people, I think, than anything absolutely. else. Absolutely, absolutely. But I feel like this country, we've gotten so good at using other things to kill people. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, we've yeah. kind of, like, left that. There's no, there's, there, the people with the crosses, you know, it's it's more, that's, they, they bring the crosses out to support, like, white supremacy. Right. Well, they bring the tiki torches out to support white supremacy also, yeah. which is yeah. hilarious. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just really haven't had a good picnic in a while. <laughs> and they're taking it out on everyone. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's, I guess, I, I feel like, and probably it's just white privilege. It's like, you know what I mean? No one's going to identify me because I'm an atheist or, you know, treat me differently because I'm an atheist. So maybe that's what happens to everybody else who hmm. they do get treated differently and I just don't or something. 
But in my in my line of work, you know, and working in restaurants and surrounding myself with performers, I'm not around a, a large God fearing crowd mm-hmm. on the regular. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of easy for me to maintain, I suppose, that ideology. You have to assume that because maybe there are God fearing people there, but they just don't fucking bring it up when they're sure. at the freaking bar, man. Yeah. You'd be like, and I'm just saying that because I've been surprised before. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> someone was like, you shouldn't have that extra shot. God oh, but... wouldn't like it. God's watching. God not like it, yeah. God's everywhere, including in that glass. Mm-hmm. You want to drink God? I sure do. Woo! <laughs> I was hoping that would go that way. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Need some of that vitamin G. Oh, mm. my God. <laughs> some of that God. Mm. Vitamin G. Mm-hmm. But oh. make sure it's only white liquor, though. <laughs> yeah. Can't have none of that brown liquor, you know. Well, it depends on who wants to drink. <laughs> and also, do you really think Jesus, coming from the Middle East, was a white man? Do you really believe that? I just don't know many white people who grew up there. You know? You know. Like, why are your Jesus white with blue eyes? I don't understand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Someone whole... from some of that, you know, German-France area came down and wrote the book. <laughs> yeah, that part of the Middle East, the German-France area. The German-France area. <laughs> right they, next they, to Nazareth. <laughs> they, they, no, they traveled down. And they were the people who wrote the book. Right. Yep, you know, yep, yep. the Romans and uh, the Europeans and everybody else. <laughs> they wrote the books. They wrote the books. Yeah. They, they threw out a couple of them, that, you know, and they just kept the ones that, like, really just told the story they wanted to right. tell. Right. But, yeah, yeah. This is all about how I don't believe in God somehow. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. Do you, I mean, do you believe in God? I believe in a non, I guess non, non-religious um, God. I believe that oh. everything is energy. I believe that... The universe is made up of basically like energy and light mm-hmm. and uh, all all the things that are in existence put together is all God. Mm-hmm. And we are all pieces of God having a human experience and getting to know ourselves, which is also getting to know God and getting to know each other, which is also getting to know God and getting to... Uh, confer with nature, and that's also getting to know God. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it's a super, super hippie version of God, but there's no religious attachment to it. Okay. I mean, that also kind of sounds a little bit, I forget which theory it is, uh, of relativity or one of the scientific theories about how every atom is connected to every other atom. Yes. Uh, the so thing if you you're, jump yes. up and down, something else yeah, the, millions of miles away is connected. Exactly. If, if something changes with this thing over here, something millions of miles away also instantaneously changes. Right. And there's there's a, a non-space-time connection between right. them. It's, there's a specific phrase for it that I can't think of right now. Right, but right, right. That's basically, that's basically why there is no universal scientific theory that includes gravity and like macro level physics and also um quantum quantum physics and quantum mechanics there's no one theory that can combine both of them because when you get really really small that kind of stuff that you just said happens that doesn't happen in like the macro world right and we can't we can't use our explanation of how the macro physics works to explain the micro and and the and that level of physics right 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 so yeah but i mean in terms of i think when you were talking about um god existing in the non-religious level as far as we are all part of god Mm -hmm. that that i don't know if that could be used to explain different individual moments either even Mm -hmm. though what do you mean like well i was just trying to say like the, the what you just said about science, the macro understanding of atoms and how they may be connected can't really be used to explain Quantum. smaller mm-hmm. Yeah, well I mean really anything else in terms of like, you know, if 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 you know, if I'm saying that, that when I do something, 
or if I breathe, then atoms are being affected millions of miles away. What we're seeing is I breathe funny and someone's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> They're not like, I mean, they are affected, but yeah. like, it almost looks like in an opposing way. Mm-hmm. But because they have consciousness, they see it. This sort of like the atom thing is more like there's no consciousness in the other atom. They're just moving a little bit or something, mm-hmm. I guess. This is my limit of understanding of science. But, <laughs> but in terms of that, I've then tried to correlate that with the macro understanding of God in a religious way. To mm-hmm. me, that can't be used to describe little moments either. But that also seems like all of what ministers and priests and, and, and everybody else who's in charge of religion seems to do. Mm. So whenever you're having trouble, it's like, this is God's plan. Or, yeah. you know, um, finding a finding something within the macro story to make it fit your personal life. That yeah. seems like the entire role okay. of a minister. But at the same time, I don't see the connection. <laughs> okay, well, that's because... <laughs> that part of it is because, that, because the, when I say, like, quantum... Like, like there's a, what you're talking about is kind of a middle ground between macro, like, let's say like, um, universal bodies, like, like giant stars or like giant gas planets, like Jupiter is like a super macro level to wait, a way to look at Mm -hmm. physics where there's so much gravity that it can change the course of a comet or an asteroid coming and can either usually deflected away from Earth. So part of the reason that the Earth has survived mm-hmm. is because there are massive giant uh, gas planets on the outer limits of the solar system that change the trajectory of um, incoming bodies and keep it from hitting the inner planets like Earth and Mars oh, wow. and Venus. Like Jupiter and out, pretty yes, much? Yes, yes. Okay. Ju- it's Jupiter specifically because it is the, the most massive um, one, but... But it's the first majority gas planet isn't it like aren't mars and venus uh, are they, not... those are the inner ones yeah those are the rocky inner well uh, venus is not rocky but those are the the, the inner ones and then right. jupiter is i don't remember exactly where it is. it's not the furthest one but it, it it's it's far... neptune's second furthest okay pluto's the furthest and if it's still a planet I can't it's not remember. it's a planetoid now. okay planetoid <laughs> planetoid yeah it's like an appetizer planet. <laughs> so neptune's the farthest out and uh before that i think it's saturn and before that is jupiter okay i think so okay yeah. So Uranus. We're forgetting Uranus. We are. We always forget Uranus. We do forget Uranus. We always do. Well, we don't. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We yeah, always remember for different you. reasons. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So Jupiter has um, has has changed the trajectory of incoming debris mm-hmm. and, and protected the inner planets um, a lot because during when Earth first formed, it was constantly being bombarded by stuff. Okay. Right. And that's part of the reason that the dinosaurs, right. you know. Went bye bye, right. <laughs> as us big girls call it. They say they went bye bye. <laughs> right. that's, that's a scientific term. Yeah, it is. Bye-bye. Yeah, um, and religious. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, that's part of the reason we haven't had um, a serious impact in a very. Long... We're actually overdue for one, <laughs> mm. but we haven't had a serious right. impact because um, Jupiter is helping deflect uh, debris away from us. Okay. But uh, yeah. that that would be like the macro macro level where like it like gravitational forces are deflecting like massive objects that's like super macro Mm -hmm. i would say personal stuff like us living on the planet is like maybe maybe medium macro you know what i mean (laughs) and then when i say quantum i don't mean just like oh our individual lives and how like god's plan like why does he have puppet strings on our individual lives like why are we important enough for him to have any any care about what any individual does sure what i mean is like not just an atom but like what makes up an atom like quarks like you know what I mean? Like string theory. Okay. Like that's what I mean by quantum. Right. I mean, so, I, yeah. I've only looked a little bit into that. Yeah, yeah. But there was the the Dr. Quantum. 
like on YouTube. That they have familiar. like it's like cartoons that help you understand quantum physics. And so okay. they had, which was very helpful for me. Okay. Um, and they had the one about like how um, they shoot photons. It was it was atoms, but they were um, they were splitting. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm not, I'm getting this wrong. But basically, the experiment had uh, they were just shooting a bunch of atoms at a wall. Watched how they hit the wall, mm-hmm. and then they had a, a barrier in between the the atom gun and the wall, and the barrier had holes in it. Mm-hmm. So then they showed the spread of the atoms as they moved through the holes. Mm-hmm. And they found, first of all, I guess, that they didn't go straight through. They went sometimes to the left or to the right. They had mm-hmm. their own motion. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to see that process happen. Mm-hmm. So they put a camera in the room to watch that, and then the atoms changed. Mm-hmm. They didn't follow the same trajectory, yep. letting us know that if you if you are an observer, literally changes the room. Yes, because because the way light works, I'm pretty sure what you're talking about is like a photon experiment, experiment but okay. it could it could be an atom experiment. But yeah, I totally. Could it so- it that. sounds like there. It's a, it sounds like something similar. If it's not the same thing, where you shoot light at um, a slit or two slits and see like what side the photon comes out on, and sometimes it acts like a wave and sometimes it acts like a particle. But that could be different than right, what you're right, saying, because right. that was also an experiment. Okay. But what you're saying is is the observer effect. The act of observing something changes the thing you're observing. Yeah. And and that doesn't happen on the quantum level. I mean that that, that does happen on the quantum level. It does not happen on the macro level. Uh-huh. So the act. So the act of. So the, what's happening basically is the act of watching something. Like watching something is not a. It's not a passive thing. When when we think right. when we're in our lives living on Earth, we think that watching something is passive because we don't live at the quantum level. But in order to watch something, photons have to be like involved. Mm-hmm. There has to be an energy exchange involved in order for you to perceive the thing that you're quote unquote seeing. Like something mm-hmm. has to happen for that to happen, and that is what changes the thing that you're right. looking at. Right. It's not a passive thing to look at something. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, that, okay, that all makes complete sense. I just imagine that, that, first of all, the camera would, or the observer would change things on the macro level if we had a camera big enough, or if we had one that worked enough in that way. But a lot of times when we're looking at outer space, we're looking back in time. Oh, of course, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. happened already. Yeah, it, it's already, that. yeah. We're look, you can see a galaxy that's been dead for millions of years, right. but the light is just now hitting our lenses. Right, so we're not viewing something that is happening. Right. You know, it's, it's well, finally arriving Everything we're viewing, technically, is always back in time. Always. Right. We never get anything as it's happening. Right, right, right. I mean, but then in this case, with the whole camera and the photons, like, it's not even going to happen because the camera's there. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen differently. Right. So, like, we can't change that on the macro level in, in many cases, but in a personal setting, in an interpersonal setting, mm-hmm. you have five people talking, and then a sixth person walks up and doesn't say anything. That's going to change the vibe of the room. <laughs> They haven't said anything yet. Yeah. They haven't changed just a thing. Observing. All of a sudden they're there. It's like that does change things. Yeah. You know. For different reasons, but yes, it does. It, it, the parallels still exist. Right. But for but for different reasons. But right. but yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, the the world is in I mean, so we were talking earlier about like uh, we were joking about being sapiosexual and right. <laughs> being right. attracted to intel- intelligence and stuff. And I right. do find intelligence attractive. Right. But I learned very quickly that that's not the only thing you can look for. In, in a mate or in a partner, because uh, if there's other stuff lacking, it gets dry very quickly. Mm. Even though I'm what a word. <laughs> oh, multiple things get very dry <laughs> very quickly. Not just the conversation. Yeah, that's right. But I'm 
mean, even if it was like great sex and with a smart person, there's obviously like a morality element in the middle. It could just be a total sociopath. You Ooh, know, yeah. Um, or just an asshole. Or, or really someone good who's, in bed and who's a reads little bit a lot. further on the spectrum than you'd like them to be. <laughs> and ah. then you're like, ooh, can I actually get consent? Because I don't know if this person, <laughs> oh, I don't know if this person is really capable of giving me consent. Oh, my so. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's a whole different area. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's true, though. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? I like, don't know. Are there, like, cases? You know, I mean, there's got to be cases upon cases where... People were dating someone who was on the spectrum or with someone even for like one evening and ended up in court and then had to <laughs> explain that, yeah, they, they, they seem very, you know, yeah. clear when and the person's in court, like not, not making sense in court. And yeah. it's like that person right. said to you that it was okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then on the other hand, it's like, does that mean that you can't date anyone on the spectrum no. because you're yeah. worried about criminal responses? Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a, there's, yeah, there's just a lot of gray area. There's so much gray area now. Yeah. And I mean, part of that I think has to do, I think the biggest part has to do with the fact that this country has avoided critical thinking for so long and embraced and, reactionary extremism. And we are actively working against critical yeah. uh, thinking. Like, we are just like, yeah. no, we don't like science, and we don't like right. cri- critical thinking. Right. We want to tell history the way that makes us look good and feel better. Yeah, we don't even know how to spell critical or think. <laughs> you no. Know? Yeah, like, that was one of the things that was uh, brought up in, I don't think it was specifically the affirmative action case, but it was w- the types of cases Supreme Courts are dealing with uh, the Supreme Court's dealing with most often and courts below it seemed to have to do with these four topics and it was race, gender, I think the other one was something that's that's really uh, common to talk about. It was either economic, but the fourth one was history. Hmm. And that was just so amazing that history was a common topic being dealt with in the courts. All because like little white kids are terrified about learning about our history. <laughs> No, 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 their parents, their parents. Yeah, but I mean, their parents used them. There was one little girl that was like, you know, their parents were using her to be like, she was, she had like a breakdown when she found out. That, About slavery? That there was slavery in her family and it was like, so we can't do this to her. <laughs> that was the final. It was fine to do it to the slaves. So yeah, no, that's something else. We can't uh, recite what happened to can't our precious them. little. Can't tell them. It's the whole white fragility thing, black strength, white fragility. Yeah. It's just like, are we Really? We're going to, you know? Right. Really? But then at the same time, that's why I love, like, um, because everything, this is why critical thinking is important, because then you have black strength, white fragility as a, as a, as a, like, sources of, uh, I don't know what's called, fodder, conversation, um, uh, things that need to be drastically figured out. And then I heard, um, what's her name, Marina Franklin do the joke about being a strong black woman and how she's tired of that title, because mm-hmm. she just imagines like two white dudes can't live a couch and they're like marina yeah <laughs> we need a strong black woman to lift this couch you know and so even the, even those have their own problems yeah the fragility itself like even thinking of it that way leads people to actually keep them in their state mm-hmm. of fragility and not you know and not risk uh affluenza remember that yes i do yeah <laughs> not risk having a case involving affluenza and uh, on the other hand, keeps um, black people dealing with more shit that they that they should be able to handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and like that most fine. people can't handle. Yeah, you know? that, yeah, but it's different though, because you know, black people. I can't say all black people, but slaves in particular were bred like racehorses. Yeah. 
And so they are just stronger and better at carrying the load right. like donkeys. So just keep loading them up. Right, exactly. But then when you talk about like when, when the actual um, uh, task before you is not making sure that the job continues to get done in front of you, but raising your child mm-hmm. and listening to them and seeing what they're going through, it's not the same thing as strength or it's a different kind of strength. It's not, I mean, I feel like you could be, you could be trained to be a mule, you know, but that doesn't mean you know how to hear someone else in pain and respond to them. Mm. I mean, you can, you can, you can be able to carry weight up a mountain all day and night, but you can't even watch your child cry. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking like that strength, of course, you know what I mean? That's, that's, I, I totally understand that. But I mean, when it comes to actually living in a society where you want to develop a family and live a happy life, something resembling happiness, I don't think that strength helps you in the same way. Oh, no, no, no. I think that, um, I think that empathy is, is a difficult topic to talk about because in the, in the case of a, a parent who wants to like save, quote unquote, save their child from experiencing any kind of emotional turmoil associated with, with the legacy or the history. Oh, of helicopter parents? or Helicopter parents, Karens, book-burning, yeah, you know, right. right-wing nuts right. who want to change history to right. make themselves feel better and their kids feel better. Right. There's a level of empathy that... Because, like, I, I empathetic people to me are the strongest people. That doesn't mean... Mm. Empathetic doesn't necessarily mean someone who feels sad or sorry for everyone right. or is a bleeding heart. So right. You can be empathetic and also have a strong core and yes. be like, I, I, I understand what you're going through. Right. And I can help you and I can support you through whatever tragedy or trauma you're experiencing, but I can't fix it for you. Right. I can't take it from you. And even <clears throat> if I could, I probably wouldn't be doing you any favors. Right, nor no myself at that point. I wouldn't even be helping you how I thought I was. Right. So this whole, like, I need to protect little Timmy from learning about slavery. Right. Do you? Right. It, do you need to protect Timmy from learning about slavery? Right. Because I don't think you do. I think there's something else going on here. Yeah, there's the, there, there's the fact that you don't want to address slavery yourself, mm-hmm. and you have your child, and don't tell me how to raise my child. And you don't want to answer any questions. Right, and this is my family. I set this up. I had these kids because, like, I was. My parents were yelling at me when I was at Thanksgiving, and so I had kids. About not having kids, so you had went and so had, I had you, kids. You found some person, and you went yeah. and had kids, and yeah. okay. And I'm sure that I did go through a certain process of like, well, she's a little like this, so or he's a little like this. So that means that's I like them, but it doesn't mean that you actually found someone that you believed that you can last with for a long period of time, and that would help in circumstances where you're having trouble. But that's where empathy comes in. Because I think most of the people who don't really embrace empathy as a strength miss out on a lot of information and um, emotional, I don't know if it's right to say emotional information, as well as just information in general. I think it's right. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Because emotional intelligence. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's the same thing because to me that's, that. I'm agreeing, I'm 100% agreeing with what you're saying because it's just simple math to me. Oh, It's okay. like you are, if you're not empathetic... And it's okay not to be. Like, I'm not saying that you have to be extremely empathetic. There are people that are just less empathetic, mm-hmm. or it seems like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be the person who's, like, going to see someone in trouble, and you're going to take over and make sure you invite them to their house, cook them dinner, whatever. You don't have to be that person. Mm-hmm. But if you don't embrace empathy as something that is part of your life and, and could be valuable, you're missing out on tons of moments that you yourself and other people are going through. Mm-hmm. And so the strength that you have, to me, has less value. Yeah. Because you're not dealing with as much. 
Oh yeah, you filtered out all Absolutely. of that other stuff. Yes, they're the yeah, they're, your filter holes are so small. <laughs> the holes of your filter are just so tiny. Key to life is having a big filter hole. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> just rip that filter hole open. Yeah, you know, mm. just let it all. Sorry about that. Through. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine with it. I don't know if our audience is fine, but I'm fine with it. So it doesn't matter. No, I, I can definitely be accused of being less empathetic than the average person. And I'm not saying that that's not accurate, but I I do, uh, I wouldn't say go out of my way to feel other people's feelings. But what I, what I do think I do is I try to um, uh, understand what another person is going through, but that doesn't mean I always feel the need to rescue that person right. from what they're going through so sure. much as if I feel like offering support, mm-hmm. I offer support. Right. If I don't feel like I can offer support, then I try to do the next best thing, which is advise them to find support. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I feel like that's my contribution. And obviously the things we talk about on the podcast, I'm always talking about advocating for therapy and I'm all, you know, and I'm right. always, so I feel like that's my contribution more right. than anything else is to say, Hey, everybody needs help. Everybody can use some, some practical and tactical lessons on how to get through life a little bit easier and mm-hmm. a little bit better. Yeah. I feel like that's my contribution. Yeah. But yes, if you just go, I don't have to see how anyone else lives. I only need to live in my little universe, mm-hmm. doing the things that make sense to me and making sure little Timmy never cries one day in his entire life. Right. And everything that I need to do, however many books I need to burn to make sure Timmy never cries a day in his life, that's what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. You miss, you miss, so much of the rest of the world. Right. And you're not doing yourself or Timmy any favors. Right. Because how is Timmy going to deal with the real relationship out in the world with a whole person who, like, knows all the history that you didn't teach him? Right. How's Timmy going to feel when he's 25 and learns that slavery was a thing at 25? Right. And the person on the street berates him for not knowing that because right, he said right, some right. dumb shit to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that actually connects, I think, even, first of all, to, like, not just even beyond the slavery issue, but more about parenting. Mm-hmm. Just, like... Just raising people mm-hmm. and how in this generation it's oh, that gotten whole thing so. That makes me irate. Yes, <laughs> the thing that you don't like. The thing that well, it's not that I don't like it. <laughs> it's that I think personally, do I like it for me? No, but right. do I think that it's something that people just jump into feet first and have no idea what the fuck they're doing and are creating a world that is harder for everyone to live in? Right. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's I mean that's one hundred percent true. I think that it's fair to say that. The world never really cared why you were having kids. No, of course not. The world was happy that you were having kids in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you get smaller, it's like, okay, if you're on this team, you want your team to have more kids or <laughs> whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. If you're in this tribe, you want that tribe to have more warriors or right, more exactly. caretakers more... or more farmers, whatever it was. Yeah. And for how long was that not even a problematic philosophy? Oh, of course not, because you, you had a bunch survive. of kids... And a lot of them died. And you didn't, you just had this patch of land. Yeah, yeah, and this was it. there wasn't like a centralized here, government here, that was supposed to protect here. that land. Yeah, it was you. Like it might just get taken over one year. Yep. And you could be like just about to harvest your crops and just, you have everything built and you have ready to go and you have your kids in the house. Or the hut, whatever. Yeah. The and lean so, to. Right, right. <laughs> but how do, yeah, I think right now is a, uh, this is maybe kind of something we could talk about like even for a large portion of this one I feel like is like how does a society that is try- I mean I don't know if that's, it's saying too much to say that society is legitimately trying but I feel like in some ways the United States was the most recent clever lie ever told mm-hmm. 
I've probably said something like this before. Yes. To uh, a large group of people, everybody who wasn't a straight white man. Mm-hmm. But for everybody else, um, it's the whole give us your poor weekend you're hungry was just kind of a ruse. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be a process going on where uh, a lot of communities are trying to hold uh, this country's feet to the fire in that way. Mm-hmm. And so when it actually starts to try to live up to that, it's a point where, which I hope is happening, it's a point where people keep to, they seem to keep reconciling biological, uh, what a man and woman were supposed to be, mm-hmm. what a protector is supposed to be, what a provider is supposed to be, what this is supposed to be, versus what a society that has protect, some level of protection has supposedly given us. But that protection exists only for certain people. Mm. So, yeah, there is a police force and there is the FBI and there is, mm-hmm. there are, centralized uh, um, institutions that are supposed to show up when someone breaks into your house. Mm. And then depending on which city you live in, depends on how much, how long it takes for them to get there mm. and whether you're going to call them at all because of how you're going to be treated when they show up. And if they come there and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And so this whole energy, it's basically like, um, it's like that, the, um, did we already talk about the statistics of uh, homicides in this country comparing white and black people? Yeah, black people are living in basically a third world country yeah. level of murder. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the, right, the best way to put it. Yeah. Third world country level of murder and white people are living in a different country. Yeah. And so... But see, racists would be like, well, that's because black people are killing each other. Yeah, but that's if that was even if that was even something that held up overall, then white people would have never suggested to defund the FBI. You know what I mean? Uh, they wouldn't have Lord. taken the defund the police that they shit-talked the yeah. entire time of George Floyd. Yeah. And then be like, you know what? The FBI is not working for Trump, so get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. Because, okay. like, they they also had the exact same emotion. Like, what? The services are not here to protect us? <laughs> get rid of it immediately. Right. Whereas before they were like, let's not rush to judgment. <laughs> Come on, let's be realistic here. <laughs> You know, let's be realistic. Of course, it's not the same because the FBI is not going after the average white person on the corner. Like, that's not what the FBI does. No, but they went after the, the white people's leader. Right. That's what I mean. They're not going after you and your family. They're going right. after your totem, the guy on your, on the top of your totem pole. Right. That represents nothing. Back to fragility again. <laughs> yeah. They got uh, okay, yeah, an yeah. inch closer to terror and fear. <laughs> Than they've ever been before. Than we've ever dear, been before. Because their dear leader is actually getting held accountable for the yeah. first time in fifty years. Because the demagogue didn't mm-hmm. get to be president, it feels they ha- they operate with a similar level of rage, and not even I mean you know to what black people have for just dealing with police brutality on the regular. Yeah. Well, that brings up the whole like wh- uh, white people destroy their city when their team wins a right. sports event right. versus black people destroy their city when someone dies. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. And it's like we call one a riot and not. And what not a riot. And right. it's like, you won. Why are you burning your city down? <laughs> that leads to something else. So white people don't know how to have fun. So, when black people, <laughs> when your team wins, you just party a lot. Yeah. Make really good food, uh-huh. dance. There's probably a couple fights that'll happen here and there because sometimes things happen. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, white people, it is just a fight. It's just like, I don't know how to do anything but this. <laughs> Flip this car over. Burn it. Burn it. Molotov cocktails. Do you support the Patriots? Flip this car over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the team, not the... Well, both. All Patriots. Yeah. But 
I think we both just took sips. That was kind of our moment. Mm. Um, I'm chewing on some black seeds right now. Mm, okay. All right. <laughs> on the seeds? It's the only black thing I put in my mouth. <laughs> the seed isn't even really... You know what? The seed is not... The seed is not black. <laughs> the seed is not black. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah. The flesh is, though. That's true. That's true. Yep. <laughs> the blacker the berry. The sweeter the juice. <laughs> juice. <laughs> Anyway, right um, back to patriarchy and patriotism and, and, all that, and racism know, the, whole, and, the whole thing. Right, we but, did start this off wondering about God and what we believe in. We ended up getting into sort of um, where society is now, I yeah. guess, in yes. a certain way. Yeah, yeah, but we're not even yeah where society is now, but where it's kind of always been because we were talking earlier about how right uh, that it used to it's be mainstream that mainstream conversation now. Oh, very mainstream. You used to be able to discriminate much more easily based on someone's religion, and right. I, I kind of liken that to tribalism. It's like yeah. when you're all the same like skin tone, you have to kill each other based on like what color you're wearing, right? right or right, like right. What, however many feathers you have in your hair, or mm-hmm. what type of your style is, because that says we're enemies or we're not enemies, yeah. right? And now that like. Most people don't advertise their religion ex- unless you wear religious garb. Then yeah. you're advertising your religion. Or if you had a kid who died from eating a peanut and can't help uphold the farm like everybody else. Well, seriously, I, <laughs> yeah. Disabled children, like how many? How do? How were their parents treated? How were the kids treated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you couldn't quote unquote contribute mm-hmm. in that time, then you were useless. Right. So. But I, I think that there's there's always the middle ground and there's always a balance because because the of course like I'm I'm not this conversation is not about abortion however it's going to mm. it's abortions are going to come into question because if we talk about how someone contributes to whatever society they live in you're always going to come across so what about people who are born disabled and then mm. you're going to go for because now we have science like if you don't have right. science then you can say like well we don't know until they're born mm-hmm. but now that we have science we can tell mm-hmm. before someone's born yeah. You know, before right. someone is the size of a chicken egg, we can right. we, sometimes we can tell is this person going to be able to quote unquote contribute to society or not? Mm-hmm. And the question becomes, well, is there any good reason to have an abortion? Is there a good or bad reason to have an abortion? Is mm. there one reason that's better than another reason to have an abortion? And I am in the, I'm not. I don't consider myself pro-choice. I consider myself pro-abortion. Right. So everyone goes like, I'm not pro-abortion. Right, I'm pro-choice. Right, no, no. Right. I'm pro-abortion. Right. I get you. I get you. I think abortions right. should happen in those. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Let me get it out. Let me get it out. Let me get it out. Uh, see, so you know how they have those those big red buses that park and, and you can donate blood in like the big trailer and it's like the blood oh, drive or whatever. You gonna donate your dead baby? Well, (laughs) you're not wrong. You're not off course. Oh, God, right. I think abortion, I think you should be able to get an abortion on like on a big red bus that just drives around like an ice cream truck playing a song and be like, oh, it's the the ice cream man. It's the abortion man. Right. I need to go get an abortion. I forgot. I need to go get an abortion. Right, right, right. I hear you. I'm pro, if you, for me, the, the moment you become a person. Right. And this is easier, when you believe in reincarnation, it's way easier to have this opinion than if you don't believe in reincarnation. Right, right, right. I don't believe that we get one cha- one shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we get hundreds of shots if we choose to. Right. So if that body isn't available, who fucking cares? It'll find another body. Like, if you believe that souls incarnate into bodies like I do, and they mm-hmm. do it multiple times like I do, oh, gotcha. abortion means absolutely fucking nothing. Right. Because well, you're just getting rid of the spot. People, well, no, we're not. <laughs> okay, question Jesus people. You do believe in souls, and 
We right. do believe that souls incarnate into a body, so why can it only do it once? Explain to me where in the Bible it says a soul can only incarnate into a body one time, and that is it, and it can never get another shot. Well, I'm sure there's a phrase in the Bible that says if your soul incarnates in more than one body, that, that your soul sin. is a hoe. A, yeah, their soul's a hoe. Your soul's you a was hoe. So, you were so hoe. You were so, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what did I just, you use a soul hoe. I think I said use a soul hole? I think it sounded like soul hole. It sounded like soul hole. Which is the way that Jesus fucks. <laughs> where do you live, soul hole? Soul hole. You are a soul hole. You a soul hole. Right. Mm -hmm. Only one body, one soul. That's it. One partner. One shot. One. Yeah. yeah. One. You can one chance to make mistakes, and then you burn in hell. Yep. That's and it. So it's not like you can like what happened to you know. So your soul was it when you died? It was supposed to go to one of the three. Yeah. Can't come back. No. I it's mean, not allowed. Will it take some of the knowledge from one of the other? It was like, yeah, what the hell? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Let's do it again. I saw the good place. Hell is not that Let's bad. Let's just start pulling over. <laughs> Let's start robbing people. <laughs> hell was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't risk that knowledge getting out. No. Right. No, no. I So, yeah. So, a reincarnation really just bypasses this whole abortion debate. But let's say you're one of the people who believes that a soul only gets one shot at a body. Right. It's, it's a lot harder to make to make the case. Right. But, I, you know... Because you killed a soul. Because you, yeah. Well, you didn't, it's not that you killed a soul, it's that you didn't, um, yeah, I don't think that they, I don't even think Christians believe that you can kill a soul. I don't okay. think that. You, I think, yeah. I think they believe that you're interrupting the cycle that allows that soul to, like, be saved. Right. I wonder if they have any writing about where that soul goes. Mm-hmm. You Does gotta it... let your soul go. <laughs> yeah. Let it shine through. Yeah, that's the song about the soul flying after it was just aborted. <laughs> Flying around the stratosphere <laughs> or wherever they fly. You know what that's from, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. I, no, don't, don't, don't. America. You didn't know, sir, this is a Wendy's, so I don't know. That's so. true. That's true. No, but that was just something that I needed some refresher. Yeah. It just wasn't really something that I paid attention to. But this was a movie I grew up watching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're not going to say what it is. It's we're going to make sure that you've, you've. Well, there was. There was Boomerang. There was like all these movies around the same time that yeah. had similar kinds of wonderful, wonderful scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, just great jokes. Actually, there was a coming... Oh, now I'm going to say it. But there was... Coming to America 2 right. happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... Nobody on said really good things about it, but... I didn't hear anything about it, so I guess that's the yeah. best. <laughs> I heard nothing about it after it came yeah. out, so... Right. Soul Glow. I gotta No, hot... No, Soul Glow. No, that was the song, but then right after the song ended, there was oh. that, like, advertisement voice. Soul Glow. Okay, got it. Yeah, you know, way it. they it's always way up here and right. way down here. Right, right. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that big red buses with pictures of aborted fetuses on the spades on the side should just go around neighborhoods being like abortions, get your free abortions. Right. Sing that's how I feel about abortions. Uh, but no, I believe that you're not a person until you are surviving completely disconnected from your mother. Until that happens, you are not a person wow. yet. So, is this connected to, I heard about a term called metaphorically killing your parents. Explain. It's about removing yourself spiritually from their zeitgeist, from their way of thinking. Okay. Um, but it's about like living for your own reasons. Okay. So, that's, the, that's okay. I feel like, I don't remember if that was a psychological term. I, it sounds like it was. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, something that came up in the last 40 or 50 years, but it was, uh, it was... I think that's that's a maybe a different version of what you're saying. Yes, that's more of like a socio psychological explanation. I I mean physically, right. a fetus. Fetus. <laughs> a fetus. A fetus that is existing and surviving, which completely dis disconnected from its mother. Sounds that like is spice. That is a perfect <laughs> paprika, salt, fetus. pepper, fetus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Um, fetus. That is yes, fetus, fetus. Just fetus. for anybody. All right. That's when you're. That's when you're a person. Right. Until that happens, no matter how far along the woman is, the woman because women choose. choose uh, women tend to lose their autonomy when they become pregnant, mm. and that woman ceases to exist. And all that matters is the fetus or the embryo, the the jelly bean, however long, right. however far along she is. Right. It is all about this unborn miracle this that nugget. no. The little nugget Mm -hmm. that no one gives a shit about once it's here. Yeah. So I'm pro-woman, right? Right, And there are different people in different sides of the debate. Christians will be like, I'm pro-fetus. They'll be like, well, I'm pro-woman because the woman is fucking here. The woman is here and a person. If you believe that that fetus fetus is a person, then that pregnant woman should get two votes. Right. That pregnant woman, you know that what I mean? That sounds great. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if If it's a person, let's actually treat it like a person. Right, If right. it is not, then it's not. Give people, the, I mean, you see how many babies women will keep if they get two votes. We could do. <laughs> Start keeping babies all the time. All the time. Yeah. I don't want it, I don't love it, but I got two votes. Well, like, maybe not yet. Maybe if you got rid of the electoral college. Oh, yes. And that. Yes. And then a lot things. of women would keep their babies. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, there's, there's no, like, there's no moral ambiguity with, like, it's, abortion is not murder to me. It is, it's a scientific right. process. Right. It's a medical process. Mm-hmm. And that, and that should be between that woman who's the person with autonomy. That is a person talking to their doctor and deciding with their doctor what they should or shouldn't do. The right. government should not be involved in that. Right. The right. husband should not, even, or or the or the or the father of the child should also not be involved in that. And that's not to say that men yeah. don't have a place in the debate. It's that I don't think men should be making these decisions. I think that right, it's fine right, right. for you to have an opinion, right? But it's not something that's ever going to affect you and your uh, viscerally and your right. personal body. Yeah. So I don't think you should be making the decisions about it. I can see that. Like I know that people have said things like, you know, men can say things like it's my child too and all of that. And like it's my sperm and your egg. And so there is a half and half kind of thing. But this is not about the life that might be able to live. It's about like the consequences on the person. Mm -hmm. For the man, it really just kind of keeps going in every way except financially. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now, in a capitalist society, that is 90% of your life. Um, So I think that does lead to another discussion. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the health of your own body and uh, the life, the the way that you will have to, that your life will change and the lack of control you have over it as a woman based on deciding to have the baby, I also can see why men don't really have much to say about that at all. But that's kind of, you know, why I loved the Chappelle joke, the abortion joke about how like, this is a woman's decision, men need to step away, it's nothing to do with us. And then also... Ladies, if you choose to have the baby, a man should not have to pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That my money, thing. my choice. That whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that, like, I love, the, I love the joke because it's the first time that you even have, not the first time, but, like, on that scale, listening to um, a man openly support women's rights in the middle of a joke and then be like, well, let's look at what this world would look like if we gave them the right. Yeah. We could actually have a follow-up conversation mm-hmm. about what happens next, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. Yeah. The money doesn't matter. Not yet. Yeah. Not until you protect women's bodies. Right. So you start with that, and then you could actually have the follow-up conversation. Yeah. Which I'm sure will not go well. <laughs> but at the very least, start by, um, I think, you know, if there's any way for this country and its many religious people to see that this society overall has never been pro-life. Mm. Mm-hmm. And pro-birth, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, pro-fetus, fine. <laughs> right. And not even that anti-murder. Right. Not really. Nope. I mean, definitely not across the board. Nope. So, 
The yeah. life has to do with, like, don't get caught murdering someone. Don't get caught. And uh, that makes it impossible for anybody trying to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. Unless you, you know, risk your own health and safety by doing it in your living room. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the, you, you are, yeah. you basically, as a woman who needs to get rid of your baby because you can't provide for it and are not ready to have it, you're like, um, <laughs> you're... You just don't have the privilege of so many of the other people who get to murder in secret. Right. You know, and that was always the issue is that women, the, the whole thing about when, when the Supreme Court rolled back Roe v. Wade mm. is that everyone who has connected brain cells says this is not going to change the amount of people, the number of people who are getting right. abortions. Exactly. One single iota, one exactly. single cent. Every woman with privilege and money is going to get as many abortions as she wants yeah, to. Right. And this is only going to affect poor women and mm-hmm. women of color. We've already seen the politicians like treat their children differently than their own laws that they actually provide. Oh, of course. So their daughter can have one. Yeah. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or their mistress can have one. There you go. <laughs> Especially the mistress. Even more important than the daughter. It is more important than the daughter. <laughs> Can't risk the, the sanctity of family secret getting out. <laughs> Yeah. So the, so you always have to ask yourself, wait a right. minute, if these parents are trying to burn these books about history, if these, if these right-wingers are trying to keep, uh, trying to roll back abortion rights, but we know that the end, the end game is not the thing that they're saying it's going to be. Mm-hmm. We know that abortions are not going to stop. We know that people are going to learn history. What are we actually doing here and why are we doing this? What is the actual point of making these laws? Right. I mean, what would be the point of communities avoiding that sort of knowledge? Because there's a lot of them, and mm-hmm. they do have power, mm-hmm. and propaganda has become powerful before. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of European history, with all you know, all the different countries going after Jews and talking about their noses and their fucking, you know, uh, greed and you I've, know, I've actually, untrustworthiness. And, yes, I've actually seen drawings of a Jewish. Um, opponent of some of some some gubernatorial or mm-hmm. or mayoral race or, or something to do with with politics and they and they drew a care they not that they drew a was character. it the one in this country it was in this country yeah. and it was within, within was like recent. a year and they took a picture of the person and intentionally enhanced their yep. nose and made it big and i think it was whole, florida most likely. I think it was Florida. Most likely. Yeah. I think so. And I was like, oh, we're just gonna we're just going from the handbook. We're right. just we're just doing the whole Jewish right. thing from way back in the day with the huge noses and yep. and if it's a black person they darken their skin and it's right. a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh we just we don't have anything new. We do we're just but going the, back to the old playbook. Right, but the biggest irony is that they're using technology that was only powered like possible through progress mm-hmm. in society. Yeah. Like in the same way Somebody who invented that technology could do the same thing to this group of people who's trying to be racist in the gubernatorial race. Mm-hmm. They can do the same thing that other people are like, I don't want to serve your gay wedding party. Yeah. You know? But it's like, that never happens. Yeah. Conservatives often get to use the benefits of of a society that has progressed due to open-mindedness. And technology progressing Science, and, and scientific yeah. minds doing yeah. what they do without your interference of saying what we can and can't do. Right. And you're using that technology to roll things back 70 years. Exactly. Using that as a, po- like, if it, if it were for the right wing, there would have, I, I don't imagine we would have been doing much more than dropping apples and seeing how, how long it takes them to fall. <laughs> and then being like, is we there... We figured this out a long time ago. Yeah. Like... <laughs> just, 
Okay, so what we're talking about right now, <laughs> Mr. Newton, is, is two. As long as wind resistance is not a factor, let's let's say the easiest thing to do is in a vacuum because wind resistance does affect the shape of the thing you're dropping. But if you're dropping, <laughs> right. if you're dropping an apple in a bowling ball in a vacuum, they will fall at the same rate. That's what we're talking about right now, and that's science. And for some reason, certain people don't want us even to understand science. Actually, that's funny because I was actually talking about something else. I was talking about Isaac Newton figuring out gravity by like but dropping the apple. Well, it fell on his head. I think that that's a story. I don't know if that's real, but no, of course not. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know if it is, but like no, either no, no. way, I get, like, I, get, I got what you were saying. I was just trying to make sure that when yeah. I, when I said my thing about like it's gonna fall at the same rate that people knew that. Sure. People know what I was talking about. Sure. But yes, it's it's progress happened a long time ago. Yeah. We knew a lot. Like, I didn't know that we knew a lot of things way before I thought right. we knew them. Right. Because if you just learn about it now, then you're like, when did this happen? 20 years ago? Yeah. Like, like 120 years ago. Right, right. Really? Yeah. Then why are we still having the conversations we're having? Yeah. Why are we still fighting for the things we're fighting for? Yeah. People why like are you to walk trying backwards. to bring us back again? I d- so you have to go, wait, why? Why are you... And this is what I loved about philosophy class. Not philosophy 101, that was a train wreck. But philosophy 120, it taught you not to just answer questions. It taught mm-hmm. you to question answers, right? Okay. So if the answer is, right. we need to burn these books. Right. I'm going to... Qu- why do we need to burn the books? What are you actually trying to do here? Well, then they'd be like, let me go grab a book and find out why I'm burning these books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because somebody else told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember. <laughs> and they're not here right now. <laughs> yeah. But I know that there's this mind comp thing. <laughs> Maybe it's in that book. Oh, yeah. shit, get it before it burns. Yeah, get it, yeah burn that book. No, you no, that's, burn one that one. The, that's one of the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Light right. it on fire with a tiki torch. I don't know. Right, 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 because <laughs> that'll be an honorary burn. That would be the ultimate irony. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Uh, so one, uh, there was one thing I wanted to add. We're we're coming up on an hour, so I think it'd oh, be nice. good yeah, to, to just close out. I was trying to. Uh, you said something, and I was trying to um, trying to remember what I wanted to say about it. But it had to do with like abortions and stuff like that. But I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. It. But it was um, the last thing I said before we got into the the, the science Grand part was, was... <laughs> before we got into gravity. You know. Yeah. Big G. Just more about like conservatives using progress and progressive ideals for their own benefit um in this case which is them just literally using this technology to make someone look more or less like they want them to be seen right and make their constituents vote for and against them using some of the oldest stereotypes in the book right whatever they may be whatever stereotype even if they're new stereotypes doesn't matter whatever works and the thing is there aren't there aren't new. There, there aren't new <laughs> That'd be ones. A great sketch. New stereotypes. Right. Yeah. Like let's like, and then I would say that if there are new ones, it would be based around the whole gender thing because it yeah. wasn't gender 30, 40 years ago. It was just sexuality. Right. Now it's specifically gender and gender identity. So mm. I, but but they're basically based on sexuality. Yeah. Because a lot of the whole, you know, uh, the I don't remember which DS, DSM the uh, diagnostic statistical manual that that had homosexuality as a mental illness for until the 70s and right. then was removed as a mental illness and now is just a legitimate sexual orientation they still have gender dysphoria as right. a as a mental disorder right yeah. so a lot of the people who are against all this gender stuff and the pronouns and the trans people the existence of trans people right, are just like right. it's not even a real thing it's a mental illness these people don't really exist right you're just making the same argument that they said about gay people in this, right. before the 70s and still and still i'm sure after the 70s right. but you know you're you're not really saying anything new you're just using new terminology to do it right but then i think what that makes me think of is like 
how are we in a space today where, or what is it like today when you have, let's say, a generation at the most of people who have grown up who, let's say, can, can understand who are, who are gay, who can understand and feel some level of acceptance within, let's say, their family, mm-hmm. or uh, if they're with their partner and then they go on to um, go to a, a family reunion and they go to see the rest of the people there and they can be a gay couple surrounded by this. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to a certain place where that does exist. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I wonder how many of them distance themselves from trans people. Yeah. Because they have found this new space where they want to get away from all the prejudice and all the hate and all the... And so they actually shift into being this sort of in-between person. Mm. Kind of playing both sides out of their own fear for their own safety. And then sacrificing other people who are going through now the same thing they were going through with that level 10 years ago. Yeah, it it does weird me out because I've seen... I've actually seen not even just gay people. And that's big. Maybe we can do that second hour. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, it's, we're at we're at fifty we're at fifty three minutes. So okay. if you want to get to a solid hour, we can do that. If you want to stop now, that's totally fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if we have, um, let's do get a, a few minutes. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting to see, and I know I always bring things back to race, but I'm only bringing this up to mm. to, to to look at the the dichotomy right. that that occurs within the. Uh, LGBTQIA plus community, yep. the alphabet mob, as yep. we like to say, <laughs> um, to see to see gay people or, or or bi people who distance themselves from the trans movement or from the non-binary movement or gender mm-hmm. identity movement, right. and who are not just like, yeah, I don't, you know, I just I have nothing to do with that. That's not my world. I'm not trans. I'm just gay. So mm-hmm. it's a difference between saying like, that's just not my world, and I really don't have any an opinion on it, and saying. This is tainting our activism. Like we're here for for gay shit, you know. Right, right. <laughs> like we're here for the gays, not for like everyone. All these other letters we don't identify. Th- those sure. people need to have their own thing. Right. It's really interesting to see that because you go through very similar things. You just went through it 30, 40 years apart. Mm-hmm. Stonewall wasn't that long ago, but there there are gay, you know, Gen Alphas and, and Gen Zers who don't know what Stonewall was and right. don't know what it took to get the acceptance or tolerance of non-heterosexuality um, within the mainstream. Right. It's, they don't, they just, this is the world they were born. It's like smartphones. They were born into the world of smartphones. Right. And so they're just like, we've always had the internet. It's right. like, well, no, I was here before the internet. Right. I was here before, you know, gay people are not being beaten up by cops in most places in the, in, in mm-hmm. the U.S. now. It's still happening, but in right. small towns. Right. You're pretty much protected in any large city that has a progressive population where, you know, you're well, kind more of insulated. So. More, more so. You, you can find places where you feel... You can find more, I think, communities where you feel safer. Yes. There now, still is in, in New York City, in Chicago, in L.A. There's yeah, still there's, anti... There's, yeah. Yes, there's still anti... There's still prejudice-based places. Right. But you have a way larger community now right. than you did 40 years ago. So trans people now, not only having cisgender and i know like like some people just hate that word too i don't give a fuck like right. i'm sure i'm cisgender i don't get i don't care right so uh it's like no i'm a woman call me a woman as i don't care what i don't care <laughs> anymore yeah um just don't call me the n-word That's <laughs> 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 you know what i mean i don't care call me the c-word all you want but just not the n-word it's like you call me a man oh my god thank you for not using the n-word yeah Jesus. thank you so much thank you jeez oh, i appreciate that uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but to see that trans people not only have cisgender people, straight people against them, but like 
to to a degree their their quote unquote own kind. Yeah. The gay people are like, we don't want you either. I'm sure that that is happening. Yeah. I'm sure that that's happening. There, I mean, and there are also trans people who's there are trans. There's a trans woman in particular. Mm. I want to say post-op. That shouldn't matter, but to some people it does. Okay. Uh, Depends post- on the story you're about to tell. Well, well, <laughs> she didn't do anything with it. I'm just saying that, like, that's what's there. Uh, not that I know of. Anyway. Right. She does kind of have that look, though. That, you know that look? That look where you're like, mm, I bet she has an OnlyFans. She's got that look, though. She that, got That OnlyFans look? That OnlyFans look. You know that song? She got the look. 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 I'm not saying she do or she don't. I'm just right. saying she got the look. Anyway, right. Right. she is like outspoken about non-binary and she's like there and she uses the word transsexual, which is what wow. made my yeah, ears yeah, right. my ears perk up. I said, right. what is this whole thing saying? Well, she just she's took like, it from the 90s. I am, yeah, yeah. She's like, I am a genuine transsexual and I blah, blah, blah. And that's like a legitimate thing. This whole non-binary thing that doesn't even exist. It's not real. You can't use these. Tell me I need to use these pronouns with you. I'm like, I don't understand what I'm seeing right now. Right. I don't get what this is. Are you guys not on the same team? I guess you're not. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I just feel like and that depends on exactly what the person's saying to look at it as a case by case. But I think overall, it does feel like like that sort of trying to find a space where you can carve out a life for yourself hmm. and make make power out of something. But it just kind of feels like Samuel L. Jackson and Django Unchained. Hmm. Just feels like that. Oh, she's a house N-word. Yeah. Okay. That's what it sounds like to me is that she's using um, the previous understanding of what she herself, I guess, is. Hmm. Um, because the newer understanding in mainstream society is being made fun of so much Mm. by enough people that she can then be the conservative trans person on Fox News Uh and get calls because she's needed. Mm. She's necessary now. She needs to be out front. Whereas before, she was not necessary. Sorry, Mm. they were not necessary. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. No, no, she's I don't not know who binary. this person she, is. She's not binary. She's, oh, she's of course. A, she's, of course. She's a I didn't woman. mean to compliment her. I didn't mean to give her a compliment. Her. I bet uh, she'd be like, don't you dare ashamed. call me they. Don't you dare. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Now I'm really confused. Right. I'm supposed like, literally, we could literally call everybody they, and we shouldn't have any problem with calling everybody they. But she probably would have a problem with you calling her they, because she'd be like, that's a non binary term, and non binary right. doesn't exist. Right, right. Like, I thought it was appropriate for everyone. Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, I also think if it comes down to that, that's just going to take some time. Yeah. But I mean, like, you have to take every single, you know, try to figure out the general mainstream of, like, watch how artists start writing different songs and having plays where instead of, like, every single time they get to a point where, I love you, baby. She's the best one. They're the best one for me. They're the best one. You know, like, all of that's going to start to change and, like, the way that works. But that's just going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take a little while. It's going to take a little while. Yeah. Okay. Well, I believe we've come to the, a very like natural conclusion. Yeah. Um. Uh. This is I, this is a riveting conversation. As to uh, as to apparently uh, heterosexual cisgender people talking yep. about these topics that, right. without having a, uh, someone who's actually lived the experience <laughs> as a <Right>. guest. <laughs> right. Exactly. And the reason I think it is okay for us to have these conversations just as just so the audience knows is because. Generally speaking, when people have these conversations in real life, and I would like this podcast to be right. an extension of real life, right. there isn't someone in the room Absolutely. who's lived that experience. Absolutely. These are conversations we would have anyway. Right. And at the same time, you don't want to pretend like 
you shouldn't pretend like like There's always you're not in the room. thinking about it about it until they're there. Yeah, and then it's like, like we, never, oh. we can't talk about it until someone is in the room. Yeah, who's lived the experience. We're right. Not, it's of course, of course, we're talking about it. Right. When it's just us. Yeah. So. Exactly. I mean, if I were, yeah, like I mean, as just all this actually is a great thing for gentrifiers mm. because like then it's like everybody, every one of us who's moved into a neighborhood that was not our own. Could pretend mm-hmm. like we never think about it until someone else brings it up. Right. We could pretend that. Mm-hmm. We could pretend that we just showed up and this is just like any other neighborhood. <laughs> I've always lived I, in a neighborhood like I this. I don't even see why this would be a different kind of neighborhood. Because I just moved to a place. That's because I don't see color. I that's don't. Yeah, we, don't see color. <laughs> we don't see color. We don't see color. We don't see race and color are, are pretty much similar. But we right. don't see gender. We don't yep. see sex. We don't see sexuality. We mm-hmm. don't see any differences. Right. I just imagine. You know how people are like, oh. Oh, if you're if you're in public speaking, you should imagine everyone who's naked. Yeah, right. When I when I meet people and I think about people in the world, I just imagine everyone without their skin. Right, just bones and muscle. Just muscle, bones, tendons, uh, blood vessels. Yeah, it's and like <laughs> face off before you got the new face. Right. Yeah, just yeah. Like just that. Take, take your face off. Mm-hmm. Your face off. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this. Uh, riveting episode mm-hmm. of Everything's Fine. We thought it was riveting. Well, I think it's riveting. I do too. We were the ones talking though, so I don't know if they'll really take that seriously. Let's hope. Let's I hope. hope so. Let's hope if you are angry, um, you're angry for the right reasons. And we'll set up an email so you can write us. We have an email. We do. I did make an email. <laughs> oh, you did? I did make an email. <laughs> I did. All right. Until next time. We'll see you next week, hopefully. At, we will. At some point, we're going to have video set up, and you're going to be able to watch us, and it's going to be very sexy. That's right. Well, yeah. it already is. You just don't know it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I hope you can hear it in our voices. Absolutely. All right. I'll see you next time, guys. L'chaim. 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 Sorry. L'chaim. Salud. And l'chaim.